Hey friends, this is a really special episode for me. Not only do I talk with one of my favorite leaders, Chantel Chris, the CEO of Imagine Media, but we also talk about one of my favorite topics, the intersection of leadership and social causes. I hope you enjoy it. I am here today with my good friend, Chantel. Um, Chantel, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yeah, Jeff, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am the co-founder and CEO of Imagine Media. We are a social media marketing agency based in Atlanta. We help small businesses tell their story online through social content creation, social advertising, uh, community management, and reporting. And when... When did you guys start the company? We just turned seven in May. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like an agency veteran at this point. It feels it feels like it, but I still feel like the yeah, the young one trying to figure it all out still. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, especially in this day and age, we're all trying to figure it out still. So <laughs> we're all in it together. Um, well, there's so many different things that uh I would love to talk to you about. Um, but today, uh I wanted to go to some of the recent conversations that you and I have had. Um, I think that as uh, agencies, uh, agency leaders um, that want our businesses to be a force for good in the world, and we want to lean into maybe social causes a little bit more than some other companies, um, the challenge can become, how do you decide uh, what your clients should do? Right. So what we do, both of our companies do is we we're helping other brands uh, market their business. And so the, the, you know, the quandary can become what happens when that might be in contrast to the things that you believe um, or if the client's behaving in a certain way or maybe they have certain beliefs that, that they've put out there that you don't agree with. So um, I know that you've, like me, kind of wrestled with that. Um, what's, what's your current thinking on on how to navigate that. Yeah. Geez, there, there are quite a few reflection points. Um, when I look back this last month and think about the way we handled the approach, um, and to maybe give the listener some context, we have roughly 50 clients and we do all of their social media. And so we, um, I think it was like the Sunday when riots were starting and, and right now kind of around the racial injustice when the riots were starting, we had a team town hall and proactively decided to pause without client approval, all 50 accounts, all of the social media content that was planned for that upcoming week. Um, And we felt like it was extremely insensitive to be talking about anything else um, on their platforms. And on Monday, we sent a letter would it be helpful if I just broke down the whole process of how we approached it and then kind of circle? Yeah, please. Okay. Yes. So on Monday, we pa- um, we reached out to all of our clients with a suggested statement and post uh, what they, we thought that they should post instead and kind of the conversation they should be a part of. And I was not anticipating. I, I Looking back, I think it was a maybe perhaps a little rash. We didn't think through every scenario before we we made that very bold uh, approach. And I think we could have went out a little bit differently and maybe got better results. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's where we're at right now where we're trying to navigate having these 
conversation with, with clients, um, encouraging them to join a conversation we believe in and um, and leveraging their platforms for social good. So using their voice for something more impactful than just selling something, a product mm-hmm. or service. Um, yeah, now I'm stuck. I don't even remember your question. I guess I'm still. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a lot to unpack, but so, so, um, yeah, so you, you guys decided it was time for everybody to, um, take a break, <laughs> all your clients from social posting during that time. And I know at least even for dragon army, we, you know, really stopped for a while. I even stopped blogging for a while because I was just like, the world doesn't need this. So, so I get that, but you did that without client approval. Yeah. And I think so the message and statement that we sent to everyone included where it's like, you should post this right away, ASAP, imperative, um, do this now. I mean, it was such heavy, aggressive. There was so much passion in what we were trying to communicate and so much what we felt sense of urgency. And what I think we, where we missed the mark is, um, thinking about just human psychology and when anyone is told what to do and, with that much force or just like a passion behind it instantly their guard will go up. So I don't think that we really thought through how we could soften the language and, and open it up to a conversation instead of a, you should like shooting on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that reflecting, I think put it immediately made people feel like, no, um, don't tell me what to do. And and, and just put some guard rails up that maybe probably weren't even there or, or they didn't intend for them to be, but that was just how, how it shook out. So presumably you had several clients that were not happy with that decision or the, the language you used, or even, even having to think about this as part of their messaging. Well, and I think it also, I mean, we are in the midst of a global pandemic and the majority of our clients are small business, food and beverage, retail, they've not been open for three months and they, I mean, they've laid off people and they're worried about finances and to stop any efforts around trying to get a new business also is like just a huge tension point was a huge tension point in it it felt like, okay, maybe even if I believe in that I've got a business to try to keep afloat and I can't stop everything I'm doing right now. Um, So I, I don't think we, we took that into consideration or even, um, yeah, it just felt like this was the right thing to do. Everyone should be doing it, but we, there was a, it was a lot more complex than just putting something up and putting a post up. Um, I I talked to a couple other business owners too, and they provided another helpful perspective in that if we have companies that say no, um, or no, if we have companies that say yes and solely just put up a post or do or participate in Blackout Tuesday, but aren't doing the hard work behind the scenes, how that's so ingenuous and that's just a PR stint and that will backfire on that company and, and it's not it's not worth it to do that. So that was just a helpful perspective for us to hear um, to try to also alleviate now the tension that our team felt by dealing with that client. Yeah. So, so going forward, something happens, you guys feel strongly about, you may reword some things a little less shooting on people, as you said, 
but what's the what's the lesson you learn or what will you do differently next time if if the, you know timing you don't always have a week to figure out you know how to work the language and get in front of everybody um is it is it your responsibility or is it should should it be something that you're um taking a stand on as an agency or should we I'll put myself in that bucket should we just be you know whatever the client says we kind of do it unless they're you know doing something totally ignorant you know i i think agencies have a responsibility to inform their clients on public current events. I I think that if we had not said anything, we would have been doing them a disservice. And um, so I do think there's that responsibility. The taking the next step should, I also think we can continue to encourage and lead in that way. Um, We actually had this conversation. We just had our mid-year summit retreat and we were talking about, okay, we have had to pivot multiple times the last three months. So with COVID, with racial injustice, and um, how can we respond to quick pivots or big things that are happening in the world more tactfully? Um, And some big takeaways that we came from that is a tailored approach for each client. So we, we know this client, we've been working with them for multiple years. The communication styles are differently. We can't blanket the same Slack message or the same email to every client and expect to get the same results. Um, so a more tailored approach is, I think, also a responsibility as an agency that we were just trying to rush through it um, and move quickly. I also... Um, I think we have to be respectful of every client's opinion, but I, I do think we also fortunately are in a position where we could draw a line in the sand too. And if there's ever core values are not aligned or um, I, I mean, I would like to not be partners with people who don't mm-hmm. basic human rights, whether they choose to do the work behind the scenes, I'm respectful of that. Um, I, I respect that, but I, I want to at least know that they care. Yeah. So, so how do you look at deciding on whether or not you will work with a client? Like a new client comes to you guys, wants a proposal, um, and maybe their CEO, or maybe, you know, has, maybe there's some statements that have been put out or things that are out there that you're not comfortable with. Um, have you had to make those kind of decisions? Have you been in that circumstance yet? So I, I truly, and I kind of talked to you offline about this and I'm embarrassed, I suppose, to say like this has been an awakening for me. Um, so we were not intentional about that beforehand. Like we did not think to, I don't know, look for statements online. Has their CEO said anything bad? Um, we just didn't think about it in that lens. We have talked about moving forward on our discovery conversations and as we prep for calls with prospects, looking at their Glassdoor reviews, looking at their team roster, do they have a diverse team? Um, have they made a statement? Are What do their nonprofit activities look like? How are they giving back to the community? To just get a general sense of where their heart's at, try to. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm also wrestling with, Jeff, I'm a lot of this work seems to be very personal behind the scenes. Like I, I'm not, I can't, um, I'm not going to share every blog post I read or every podcast or every book I've read. So how do you commute? And, and 
Okay, mumbling, but our team is not the most diverse yet. And I'll own up to that. We are doing work behind the scenes. So that can't be the only lens that we filter our client through. Um, so I don't know how to pre-qualify clients yet in that way. Yeah. Glassdoor and team roster and what they've said online. I mean, do you have any ideas? Well, not beyond in terms of researching them, but our my, my stance is... Um... There are certain issues that if if a company is um, not on the right side of, we will not work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, certainly if they're not supporting um, or if they're, I guess I'll say if they're um, on the other side of something like Black Lives Matter, um, I don't expect all my clients to actively be part of the conversation. I get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if there's if there's a sentiment, if there's a, you know, a, a fight against those kind of things. Um, we've walked away from clients um, that are uh, like like a client wanted to work with us. And then we found out that they they have a reputation for um, discriminating against um, uh, homosexual people. So. like not hiring and so forth. And, and a lot of that stuff was out there and we found it and we walked away from, from the account. Mm -hmm. Um, so things like that, I think are non-starters. Um, that said, I, I think we, we try to be fair and to your point, I think educating when we can, um, but like you, my team's not that diverse. We're working on that. So one of the things that I'm doing is is sharing, and we're all trying to make sure that um, we're building empathy within our team, so that we do see from someone else's you know viewpoint a little bit at least, so that we're aware of our words and our actions. And um, but it's hard. It's hard to want or to put that on your client. Mm-hmm. You know. What um, I, I also, and this is extremely naive of me, is not understanding the complexity or how this becomes a political conversation when the, your heart is saying this is like a human conversation. Like this is like basic human rights. This is everyone should be treated equally. And I, I also just went into it a little blind to like political affiliations and how that would alter the conversation. And I don't know, you, you're raised to say you are raised to know you don't talk about religion and politics with anyone. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, it becomes a lot more complex than just yay or nay on, on things. Yeah. We've been having the political conversation internally at Dragon Army lately. Um, and you know, the, the question was raised, well, aren't if we're supporting these issues, aren't people going to assume we're of a certain political uh, affiliation? And, um, while I don't think we'll ever, um, as a company, like come out for a candidate or something, I think we will on issues and it won't be hard for someone to see those issues and see that they happen to align with a certain political party. Mm -hmm. Um, and if that bothers someone, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, the alternative is to not do anything and not say anything. And that's not something that at least we're prepared to do. So I think you just have to know that's going to, I mean, heck, even wearing a mask is political mm-hmm. and that's nuts. <laughs> so it's almost like you can't, you can't not be into it. But again, you're like, we're not going to campaign for a candidate. I think that's a little bit too far for, for maybe a corporation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking of that one question you asked too, like when future things come up um, and it is, 
I have not answered that question internally. Are we, will we always use our platform for that? Always anything that comes up moving forward. Um, and I guess I've not figured, I've not figured that out yet. Um, yeah. I, I also think the more, and, and you, you guys are doing a good job with this. The more that we put out there about the things we support, um, the less the wrong type of client will find their way to us. I yeah. mean, th there will be clients, there will be potential pe team members that just won't want to be at a company that is for the things that we're for. Mm -hmm. And we just have to be, we just have to be okay with that. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point of that. They, they may not even come to us after they look at our accounts. So yeah, that would be a good process of elimination right there. But you're in a different space than me because you're um, helping clients actively in real time often get their message out. You know, we're building things that take months and then they launch. But in terms of real time communication, I think you're in a tighter spot in terms of, you know, really counseling your clients. So I do wonder if maybe now knowing that a crisis can happen or, or these things will happen in the future if you get ahead of it with clients and say, okay, let's run some scenarios. Mm -hmm. If this happens, what do we do? If that happens, how do you want us to react? Maybe you have a canned statement or something that's like, they, you know, that as soon as something happens, that's in this vein that you can send out a, you know, in support of the people who were injured at whatever, or the people who are, we are, you know, abstaining from pose. I don't know, some, something that's canned maybe that will help. Well, what, well, it's making me think of just, for July, um, so many companies are pausing their Facebook ads. Have you yep. heard about that? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and instead of, um, again, slacking all of our clients and saying, we're suggesting you post all or stop pausing all or pause all of your ads. Um, we just took a slightly different approach and included in our newsletter, like to inform them of the situation. And if they'd like to partake in that, reach out to your point of contact. What was interesting, and I don't know if they just didn't read it, no one said anything. So then it mm. was like, yeah. Is it our role to be the change makers for all of these companies or just continue to help advise and lead by example? Yeah, it's tough. Mm -hmm. And we're in an interesting spot because we're helping other brands be successful and tell their story and get their message out, market their products. And so you want to have some influence, but... Um, you know, at the end of the day, to your point earlier, if a company's been for three months, sales have been down, they need to get these posts out because they need to get revenue in. It's it's hard to know where to draw that line. We had a, we had a couple of team meetings um, or quite a few team meetings to talk through, okay, what do we do with the clients that did not post? Because it, it did very much make our, our teammates, um, our minority teammates feel a certain way. And, and I didn't want to I was in no place to say that how they should feel. They can feel, you know, and, um, but I don't want them to be uncomfortable going into this client location. And so it was a lot to navigate that, again, we weren't expecting, but um, we had a teammate share an experience around for the last six years, we've been working with a client and um, we encouraged them years ago to, to post about the pride parade in Atlanta. They have a lot of teammates um, that would appreciate that. And I mean, it, very part of part of their culture, but um, the business owner made a hard no at that time because one of their investors was not not in alignment with that. Um, and hearing that initially years ago, it was like, oh, 
that that is not aligned with how we feel. And that's shocking that you have to say no because of money and it feels nasty. But um, she shared the story over the last couple of years, just this past year, they've been able to start talking about it. And, and she shared there was power in proximity. So there was power in us continuing to try to push for the right thing and encourage them to do the right thing, join conversations that matter to their team. Um, and that was a, kind of a powerful story for, uh, I think, the rest of the team to hear. And just that there also is power in proximity. So it may not be today. It may not be this last month they're going to talk about it. But maybe two years when... I don't know, the community is talking about it, that they may feel finally more comfortable just because we've started to get them out of their box of thinking or, or out of some of that fear mentality. Yeah. I like that. That's that's really good. And, and letting it have time to make its way through an organization to allow them to feel comfortable making the change. Sometimes, sometimes we're uh, impatient when we want people to move faster and, and voice, you know, their opinions on things. Um, no, I like that a lot. Um, do you think that agencies, because I think all the leaders that we know that run agencies in town um, feel strongly about the things we've been talking about. They feel strongly about um, a commitment to dismantling racism. I mean, they've, but most of them are not bringing that into their company necessarily. Um, definitely not to their clients um, the way that we've been talking do you think, would you encourage them to do more of that? Or like, how, how, do, do, is there a responsibility that comes maybe with this? Or everybody does their own thing and no worries? I, like I mentioned, of this like awakening in the past month, like I am far behind many, I'm far behind you, I'm far behind many of the people that have been on this journey of understanding and awareness and, and empathy and knowledge so I, I, I'm also thinking there's people behind me that won't acknowledge that there's systemic racism. So I ha I'm trying to be, um, extend some like empathy and grace of like people that are on different playing fields right now. Mm -hmm. We're all hopefully working towards the same thing. If we all have hearts, big hearts about it, like you mentioned, we all care. So if they're not doing everything I'm doing right now or everything that you're doing doesn't mean they aren't trying to take steps in the right direction, maybe just at a, a different pace. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also, I think feel like seeking out the information to get to the next level. Maybe just some people don't know where to turn yet, or they're a little afraid to ask. Like, I mean, just thinking last year, maybe I would have been a little bit more reserved because I wouldn't have known what I would have been afraid to say something. But, and so maybe that's how they're feeling. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think from at the very least, trying to just continue to diversify their team because yep. it's so important. But yeah. Yeah. I guess I would like to see a little bit more bravery. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, um, I think that it's very easy to feel passionately that change needs to happen. Um, but, but be too worried that, an employee will get upset if you start talking about it or too worried um, that a client might not like it. But that comes from a place of privilege. We have, you know, you and I, in this example, sy systemic racism, we don't deal with that. Um, and so it's very easy 
for us to not do anything or wait a week or take our time because um, we're not dealing with it. And so I would, I don't expect everybody to do it and I'm not judging for not. I just wish there was more bravery. And so one of my hopes with Dragon Army is that we can stand for things. We can be a part of, um, you know, doing good in the world. We can, we can put our values out there and be confident in that. And then if we can grow while doing that, maybe some others will see, and, and maybe you can do the same, you know, as we come out of this, maybe your company's going to be stronger and over the next several years grow a ton. And so others will say, Oh, wow. Like maybe that helped them. And maybe they, you know, that courage they had actually worked and more people wanted to work with them, more people wanted to work for them. So that's, I think that's how I hope it would, would play out. I think it's so interesting, the courage piece too. Um, but also thinking the industries that we're in, we, the news that we're hearing right now is around this company that got bashed after they said something, because like, you're not really, at least I'm not hearing a lot of, if I were turn on the news or looking at some social media outlets of like, all these great companies. I'm hearing it's like sensationalized to talk about all the bad stuff that's happening around companies trying to have this conversation. And I just wonder if so much of some of that fear comes into play when some of these business owners we know or agencies are seeing this like cancel culture or this, you know, an employee feeling upset about them saying something. And then it, it's a lot to, it's a lot. Yeah. It's privileged, but it's also a lot to try to navigate right now. Um, so I just wish mm-hmm. there was less of that because maybe it would, you'd be able to get past that fear. A little yeah. More. Yeah. But it's, it's very nuanced as you said. Yeah. Um, so, well, I appreciate, is there anything else we didn't cover on this topic that, that I should have asked you about? No. Um, no, I just wish I had, yeah, it, I'm so excited to continue to build the team and create opportunities to bring in more diverse teammates because having people at the at the table and a part of the conversation um, just feels so important. So yeah, agreed. Well, thank you for being the leader that you are. Thank you for building the company that you're building, and thanks for being my friend. I appreciate you chatting with me today. Thanks, Jeff. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. I didn't really know people did that anymore. Since you're still here, I'd love for you to subscribe so you can get updated when I post my next podcast. And you can always check out everything I'm up to at my blog, jeffhillemeyer.com. Thanks for listening.